First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Hey, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. Pod of the Everman, I'm Jordan, here with Drew. Drew, how's it going, sir? It's going well, man. It's going well. I'm a big fan this week. Uh, just secured the uh, most coveted fantasy football championship there is in the world. The congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Thanks, man. You know, it was. Uh, I'd like to say that it was a hard fought season, but I pretty much kicked the crap out of everybody from week one through week sixteen, and uh, took home the points, the regular season, and the uh, and the tournament championship without really breaking much of a sweat. So. I'm gonna enjoy this one, uh, just like this bonus pod we're about to record. So, yeah, how are you? yeah. Oh, I'm I'm fine. Other yeah. than getting my butt kicked by you in fantasy, but um, how many times? Oh, three times. Three, three oh. times. All right, all right. That's enough of that. Um. Anyway, everyone. So, um, what we're doing here this this episode? Uh, this is not our normal recording time. Um, because we've been trying to do this peaky uh, season by season review, um, and Mando was last episode, so we're doing a midweek recording where we're going to talk about season three of Peaky. So, Drew, let's assume positions for the two Brew salute. Ready? All right. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Truth. You're, uh, yeah, go ahead. Truth. Do your truth. confession. Yeah, truth be told, I'm, I'm not doing a, a brewski this week. I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sipping back on some whiskey, author. Yeah, well, what, you pulled your back out and, um, you just decided to, to go with the whiskey, so. Yeah, I figured whiskey would go better with a, a pain pill than, uh, than, than two, two IPAs. Yeah, so I'm, um, I only have one on tap here because again we're only doing the the peaky season three nothing no, nothing else in our usual lineup but um I have a, a mad elf and so it is eleven percent so it's almost like two beers uh, um, our friends at Trogues they uh they really know how to make a strong strong liqueur um uh, beer yeah liqueur. that too yeah that whiskey must be hitting already all right so um we're Peaky season three again six episodes almost an hour each, um, but before getting into any of the details, you know we said in season two the overarching theme was basically expansion. Drew, what what word or phrase or thought would you give to season three? Power doesn't come without a price. Okay, that's that's basically in my mind the gist of season three which truth be told is probably probably not my favorite season probably if i'm ranking the five it probably at eh, four or five depending on yeah how i agree with look, that depending on how six follows up five um but yeah i think that's kind of the overarching theme in almost every episode that you know yeah. with with power and money and to your to the season two theme expansion comes a price yeah, and I, I really I think you could say that about all the seasons of Peaky. This one though, it's kind of like really in the four. Yeah. I, How about I, you? What you what do you have? For me, this season was just like insane. Like that's 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 <laughs> like that's... actually like WTF? What's going on? What's gonna happen next? This is like kind of disjointed and like 
actually insane. Um, <laughs> like like getting your it's almost like you had your uh, your skull fractured. <sighs> that was probably not the most insane part, quite honestly. But yeah, which is wild. So <laughs> you uh, all right? Well, that's we'll you know, we'll see how those two play out as we get into this. You ready to ready to get into this? Yeah. So um, hold on. Oh oh. oh. Got to get the juices flowing with the track. Yeah, one of these times I'm going to actually realize what you're doing and not go, oh, 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 right before you play that. It's all right. Um, it makes we're it, it we're makes in the season more, three, so. It makes it even more real. Yeah, I got two more shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so um, one thing that Drew started on season one, which I liked, is the introduction of the character. So uh, new characters here. Um, one, um, the biggest introduction, eh, maybe, arguably, uh, Father Hughes. Yeah, who, I agree with that. He's he's the biggest. Who is basically a Catholic priest who is incognito on the sly, working for the Crown and Section D, basically like the Secret Service or the spies uh, of the um, UK government. And and now is that Churchill's? Is that Churchill's crew? You know, they don't really mention Churchill in this season. Which I don't is like think. the first, yeah, it's like the first, the first season where they don't, right? Uh, correct. Um, now, tr- if, during this time, Churchill is working his way up through the government. He's not the prime minister yet. Um, I don't know what level of government he is, though. Okay. Um, but but this guy, Father Hughes, he is the biggest grade A jerk a-hole ever like Agreed. he he like honestly i wrote down in one of these episodes but like the writing directing and acting for this guy are just so good because you just want like you clench your own fist wanting to punch this guy every scene that he's in and so like kudos to the to the actor there um which I yeah, did not it, it reminds down, me but. it reminds me of how well they do uh homelander on the boys like they just write that character so perfect that you hate him and the acting is so good this guy playing father hughes is just tremendous like he's he just he just plays this plays the prick role just tremendously yeah see now now i realize i should have probably pulled up um the cast uh here we go it is um well the actor yeah yeah. Oh crap! I find that while like I talk about the other. I'm on it. Get... The other main character who comes up in this season is um, I'm, I her name is Tatiana, and I it, the Duchess. I think they mention her her last name, but I just call her crazy ass Duchess because <laughs> she basically she's from the Russian consulate, um, and. Um, it's like her uncle and her aunt are um, basically just in the Russian embassy in, in England. And um, they pretty much pimp her out as part of, like, negotiations. But she's, like, way into it. And, like, she's very manipulative and just freaking crazy. Um, so they both play. Those are really the two new main characters only for this season. And... Yeah. They're just nuts. Oh, what a what a name, by the way, Patty Considine 
plays Father John Hughes. Yeah, I I, I don't recognize him for anything from anything I don't, else I don't either. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so um, Drew asked me to do the recap here, so we're gonna do try and go quick episode by episode and just talk about just the nuts. I I, I hope to capture just how freaking nuts this season was. Um. Okay. So basically, episode one. The whole episode was Tommy and Grace's wedding. Um, and honestly, Drew and I have talked about it before. Like, screw Grace. We hate Grace. It's going gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna to come up in the theme section of this podcast. <laughs> Which, uh, did you notice that, I mean, she's like super dolled up, obviously. But did you notice that they just like make her like more and more attractive like each season? I mean, her personality and overall, you know just being is so awful i guess they got to do something to make her likable so i i didn't like her at all i, I hated the character but yeah. um no that's yeah they're i guess they 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 continue they try to i guess make a contrast with her to the pete to the blinders right everyone else is so dark and um yeah but she's uh, anyway she's, well yeah she's yeah no yeah in in reality she's no she's no different but yeah yeah exactly I, I thought that that's what i that's what i think of when what grace brings with the blonde hair like they try to make her stand out as um not a moral compass but you know in, what i mean in, she's in this, she's light season, she's supposed to be light in a dark world in this season they try and make her yeah like more like altruistic which is bs because she's she was always a manipulative spy anyway but, yeah but exactly. anyway so, so the episode one is the wedding, and we get a really good scene where Tommy is telling the boys in the kitchen, "No fighting, no yeah. fighting." But uh, so that that was funny. Um, but really, not a whole lot goes on. We learn that Tommy has business with the Russians, correct? Uh, on behalf of the Crown, and this this uh, this Russian spy is there, and he gives the wrong code name, and um. Uh, this father Hughes is there and um, you know, it's just kind of like an intro and there's, there's not a whole lot that goes on. They, I think they, they, they do kill the spy in episode one, right? Yeah. Arthur, given their own Arthur name. takes care of him. Well, that's where I, I figure they have to be involved with Churchill because season two ends with one of Churchill's uh, spies telling Tommy that he's going to be called on to do something for, for him. And so, oh, right, yeah. and now he's working on that. So I, I assume this is the connection. So that's why I just, even though they don't say it's Churchill, I just assume probably that's is Churchill. Yeah. For. yeah. Okay. So could be. Um, so we learned that there's some kind of Russian involvement here, but we, we don't know what it is. Um, and also I don't have this written down in any given episode, but I know it starts out in episode one. There's, there's also a theme throughout season three of Arthur. Cause Arthur kills this guy. But, um, Arthur has this new wife, Linda, who um, is like a Quaker, and all she wants to do is take Arthur away to the States and live on a missionary, a, a mission, a mission or missionary? A mission. Yeah, in California. In California. Be a missionary on a mission in California, and Arthur will run the general store, and she'll, like, preach to, you know, the Native Americans and... Um, that's just all they want to do. And Arthur has this tug of war back and forth through the whole season of like being a peaky, which involves all kinds of messed up stuff. And like putting it lightly. Yeah. And, um, basically being being the Christian that his wife wants him to be. Um, anyway, I don't have anything else for episode one. That's kind of it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you hit on all the, all the key points there. Yeah. Um, episode two, is um 
Um, okay, yeah. So episode two is um, Tommy starting to do recon on the Russians or whatever. He realizes that these guys don't have a lot of money. Um, one of them, they pay him in a sapphire um, for for you know services or whatever. Um, Tommy gives it to Grace. Um, and the biggest part of this is, um, well, let me get to, cause that's towards the end. But anyway, um, the, the two notes that I have here were, um, while Tommy was away, I guess on a honeymoon, um, the brothers were running the business and they, um, basically, basically Lizzie, the whore who's now part of the company is dating, um, Angel Changreta and they basically say like that needs to stop and the dad is like yeah my son's gonna be able to date whoever he wants if he's in love with them like that's just part of the deal this and is the e way e even though you guys run birmingham like my son can date anybody and john boy is just like no nah, screw that i'll shoot him in his knees that's that's over and um so that costs like this whole dust up and arthur's like oh you can't treat people that way and paulie's like you can't treat people that way and Tommy's like, that's exactly how we treat people. Because the second we give these people an inch, they're going to take a yard. And that's not how we do business. So then they yep. decide to, like, burn all the pub, Like, take take all the Italian pubs and everything. And um, So, meanwhile... Oh, no, I said meanwhile, Drew. It's all right. Once, once, <laughs> once, everyone, once in a while is okay. Um, also in this episode, Father Hughes is just starting to, like really show how much of a douche he is and he tells tommy like we can take your son at any point like don't think about you know backing out on this or screwing up and um he he's like check under your son's pillow and he runs back to the house and there's like a note under uh was it a morgue like a, a business card from a morgue i don't remember and it, it had charlie's name on it underneath his pillow and tommy's all freaked out um one yeah, thing I mean, basically it, it did it just it just showed that they're everywhere and can get anywhere they want yeah exactly and one thing leads to another uh great they have this grace shelby institute and grace and this is where grace is trying ball. to be all like oh i'm all about charity tommy how can you have you know how well, can that you have all this, this bad business even though she knew exactly what he was getting into this yeah and, which and is now, totally annoying yeah and this is this is all part of um them get this just reminds me of the godfather so much with Kay and michael trying to trying to go legitimate yeah so this is like part of their like legitimate side that they're gonna have this this um uh charity and then um he, she's wearing the sapphire and it, it's a cool scene quite honestly but um uh what is it no oh the way sorry i'm conflating two different balls this one though uh, someone tries to shoot Tommy, but Grace takes the bullet and, Grace, right. and Grace dies. And, and Drew, and I, Drew and I fist pump. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a moment. It's a long it's a long time coming. Even though it's only you know six episode seasons, I've just been wanting Grace out of the picture for so long. And it was, I know it sounds terrible. We sound like such assholes, but man, it felt good to get her out of the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically like when like little 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 Utrid gets gone and after like ten minutes and I can <laughs> I could breathe and actually enjoy the series. Um it's great. And now the big big question I had, I remember the first watch, because I guess I wasn't paying attention. I didn't really I, I didn't remember who actually like orchestrated the assassination attempt. 
And but you did you? I mean, I, I'm sure you caught it the second time around. Uh, no, honestly, yeah, was, I couldn't remember. Because I, I the first time I watched it, I thought it was the I thought it was the Russians. The, or, I thought it was the Russians the first time around too. Yeah, I thought it they, was. They it was the, the sapphire. It was the Chagretas because John. I, I guess he cut out his eye. Is that what he did? He cut out the the sun's. He eye. like cut up the angels. Yeah, eye. he cut yeah. up Angel's face, and so yeah, this was this was the response from the Chagretas. They were okay. Yeah, they they sent a assassin to kill Tommy and. He ended Grace up before, yeah. He, yeah. Grace got the, uh, and, they, and they beat that guy into a pulp. Uh, who, the assassin that came and shot and shot Grace instead. Correct, uh, and so, that's why the events of the events of episode three take place because it was, the, and that's how it kind of it kind of hit me. Oh, it's it's the it, it was the Changrodas that did it. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So if we're gonna go over a couple comments here, I, I have I have some things I wanted to bring up and ask you. Do you want to do these episode by episode or save them for the end? Uh your dealer's choice. All right, let's just Got save it. him for the end. Let's save right. him for the end. All right, just Episode, keep piling through. So Grace, now Grace gets shot. Now you don't actually know that she's dead, so it's like a half, a half celebration if you're watching it live for the first. Oh wait, spoiler! Grace gets shot. Um, so, so let's so on to season three or episode three we go. Yeah, honestly, I didn't write a ton down other than, um, like Tommy, like she dies, and Tommy's just like checked out mentally, and and people they're just basically trying to steer clear and like letting him like run his course in terms of like just being like very cold and, and a jerk towards everyone, um, and he's yeah. just trying to conduct his business like very matter of factly, and they're like, oh Tommy, like don't like you know, and and Arthur even says I wrote this down, and he's like, when are you coming back, Tom? Which is a callback to like their conversations about Arthur's mental health right. from season two. So I thought that was that was a good line. Um, and the the brothers are starting to like stand up to Tommy. I wrote that back too because to- th- this is where Tommy's gives them the orders of like, okay, like Changretas came after me. He's they gotta he, go. He's yeah. He's like he's like the, uh, I forget what he says about the sons, but he's like, we gotta kill the wife. Who the I mean the 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 husband and wife are in like their seventies, but he's like the wife got to go, and we're he's like bring me bring me Mister Changretta like he he's like I'm gonna carve him up myself, and they're like Tommy that was our teacher like she was very nice to us and he's like she's got to go like no questions yeah so and that's that's when the brothers are like standing up to him and Arthur's like when are you coming back Tommy yeah no that was a that was a good line Arthur Arthur's Arthur probably takes the home the uh the quotes the quotes of the uh of the season because it wasn't a there wasn't a ton of quotable moments that are either funny or great such like season one and two had but i thought the majority were arthur's um but yeah see so, yeah, episode three yeah it starts out cold open with this they really slow down the red right hand song at the oh, funeral yeah. and so it's official we can all sing and dance because grace is out of the picture yeah um and yeah then he he orchestrates the they're gonna yeah the assassination of the Ch- mr i call him pop papa and mama changretta they yeah. they gotta go um he also finds out that father hughes is actually a traitor and that they're the whole situation with the russians is a double cross yeah so that's yeah, that's so another cross, yeah. Uh, yeah so i guess he just he he doesn't like this priest in general yeah, which, yeah the international espionage is starting to go crazy here and right. um and and so that's where you're, it's like, okay. So the whole the whole thing with the the plan with the Russians is, and I think we're starting to to uh, reveal the plot here is like, the English 
and, and I'm going to get ahead of myself, but that's okay. The English are shipping out these tanks out of Tommy's yard. Correct. And um, they are using the priest as a fake informant to let the Russians know that these are uh, tanks are headed towards the Russians' uh, enemies. And so... Basically, Tommy lets them know that the priest is an informant, and it's a double-cross, and the priest finds out that Tommy told him. So they have this whole thing about, like, Tommy's going to, like, pull the uh, the firing pins on the tanks. But then, uh, really, the English government just needs um, the, the Russians to bomb the tanks so that there is an act of aggression on the English soil, and they could cut off di- diplomatic ties. Yeah, it's and, a whole... It's a, it's a whole layered scheme that they have going on. Yeah. Um, so, so that so, so really really Father Hughes, you find out in a, a couple episodes, but like Father Hughes is du- a double double cross. Like he's double crossing. Like the Russians think he's double crossing his own country, but really he, he's intentionally feeding the Russians the information to push them in a direction that the crown wants them to be pushed in. Um, and that, right. that kind of plays out over the episodes. But, like, I honestly don't know. Like, without get, get doing a, a more, like, a thorough blow-by-blow blow, like we did for season one, like, it's hard to even describe, like, what, what's going on with that. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, and that's, I, I think you did a good job. And I think the only other thing to note in season, in ep- I keep saying season, episode three, is, yeah, they they pull this, this orchestrated, uh, um, assassination at the railroad station as the Changretas are trying to escape uh they like you said john john boy and arthur they let they let the uh mama Changretta go because she was their teacher which that's so random but i thought it was hilarious that she like taught these two guys um and then they do she was like i used to spank your bottoms (laughs) which i guess i didn't i I was trying to figure how that works since they're in birmingham and i assume the Changretas were in london but maybe i just mistook that um and then they take Papa Changretta to to Tommy. Uh, Tommy Tommy yeah, beat, you know, is starting to torture him, and then Arthur just shoots him in the head, and he basically basically to show him some mercy. And then to your point, this is where their step there. You know, him and John Boy are starting to you know stand up to Tommy a little bit and take their take their place in the you know in the hierarchy of the you know, Shelby Company Limited. But I also like, and I like here where they were, they were honest with them. They're like, we didn't kill, we didn't kill the, the wife. We're not those kind of men. Yeah. They do tell that Tommy that and Tommy and, and Tommy's still, they're like, you're grieving Tom. You, you just got to stop. Yeah. He's just, he's just emotionless. So yeah, I think that, I think that pretty much covers episode three. Well, almost. So by the end of the episode though, this crazy ass Duchess oh, yeah. is coming in more and more and she comes to, uh, like seduce Tommy and and stay at his estate and she is like she's like he's like all right let's go up to the room and do it and she's like why like it's your house let's do it right here let's call all the maids and they could watch and he's like you're crazy and she like <laughs> holds him a gunpoint and she's like shooting stuff around the house running around the house topless sounds it's, like a sounds like a regular Wednesday night in my place <sighs> seriously <laughs> I've been on your house on Wednesday nights um I mean, so it's again crazy ass Duchess. I mean, it's just insane. And 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 she she says like basically even says to Tommy like my my aunt and uncle wanted to like pimp me out to you. Like I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, 
And she basically gives him the okay to kill to kill the priest. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then episode four. Um, is that when? It starts out with Polly going. Polly Polly goes to church to confession. Okay. And confess. She basically confesses she has no remorse for the fact that they're about to kill a holy man. Yeah. And it's funny. She starts out. She she says, "I'm here for confession." And the the priest that's there says, "There's no confession today." And she just goes, "Last name Shelby." And he just immediately goes in to do what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which, by the way, another side plot here is. Polly is basically falling in love with this painter who does portraits and so she's seeing him like on the side but they're not like doing it yet right. until until like episode 5 or 6 and um, this whole time you're like crap is this guy like on the inside like he's just such a weird character yeah. which uh, very random yeah I, re- I end up liking that guy quite honestly because he's he's like very like eclectic but and he's like falling for Polly and then it truly is him just falling for Polly which is a cool side story Okay. Um, but honestly, my first notes of episode four is this crazy ass duchess, <laughs> and she. So in the morning, like Tommy had put a nail on her tire the night before, so that neither of them could change their mind. So then in the morning, she gets up and she convinces the maid that Tommy said that she could take his car, and he's like, "What the hell?" He's like, "What? Why? Why'd you let her take my car?" And the maid's like. Well, she said so, sir. And he's like, well, who cares if she said it? And the maid was like, it's the way she said it, sir. She was very convincing. And Tommy just kind of, like, stops and stares. And I, I wrote this down because it was cool that it's, like, he, he like, realizes, like, this lady's crazy. But he all, I think he's also realizing, like, how powerful a bluff can be. Like, right. So I, that was kind of a cool, cool uh, moment. Um... Uh, so Tom, so uh, Tommy talks with Linda, blah blah blah. Um, which is he's basically set. He's 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 setting up his affairs for the upcoming. For every this is basically he's going around trying to set up the you know the ult, a, a robbery they're going to do the the tank the tank on the train heist and then killing killing the father. Yeah, and, and really, so the the big thing I have here to close out this episode is like the priest father Hughes learns that Tommy was going to kill him from Polly's errant drunken confession right and so father Hughes sets Tommy up and Tommy's about to kill him and and Tommy gets jumped in in like this like public bathroom and and they are just beating the snot out of him and they push his, his head so hard into this tile wall they actually fracture Tommy's skull and then, and then the the priest is like, "You get to this meeting with the Russians, and you tell them I'm not a double cross, and you were mistaken." And so he goes to the meeting at the Russian embassy. Just a just a brutal a, a brutal ten minute sequence of this, and which yeah. is crazy because there we we've had throat slashed, brains blown out, and I, but I I like felt the cringiest watching that this ten minutes unfold, like that scene of getting his skull fractured, and then what you're about to talk about. Um. Well, then, so then he just goes to the um, to the meeting, and he's a, he's still a bloody mess. I mean, the Russians could see he's a bloody mess, and then like he's losing his vision. Yeah, and he, and he's, he's hopping up. He's taking cocaine to try to straighten himself out. 
Yeah, and then basically he's like, Ada, get me to the hospital. He's like, ASAP. And see, wasn't this the... This was the episode where it start the it's the cold open with where they kill the stag right, yes and and because then he's there like fading he's like I can't see I'm fading out, and and he's sitting there on the steps and he's like except for you dad, because they they had honestly this was a point I wanted to bring up but I'll bring it up now like yeah, it, it the scene where they um had killed the stag and they were like oh dad's dead, and now's our time to forget about him after we eat this stag or whatever. And then later on in the episode, he he's like hasn't forgot about his dad. But like honestly, who cares? Like his dad was just a, an idiot. Like, yeah, just basically abandoned them. Like they make a... it seem like this like come to Jesus moment. Yeah, for I mean, Tommy, but, but I like... mean, even still, I guess it's you know, it's still it's still it's still your father. So I I, I mean, I get it. Um, I don't. It's just yeah. he, the guy well, had the ba- like the guy had like one or two scenes in season two and was just an idiot. Well, and Char, it's, it's wait, Char- what, it, what did you was... call him? What, what, what was his character in the uh, patches or something? Chibs, Chibs, yeah, Chibs and Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> yeah. Um, and who's who? Who's the simpleton? Is it the big the big guy? It's Charlie, right? Curly, 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 Curly basically sets up the foreshadowing of this entire episode when he goes, "You shouldn't have shot that stag, Tommy. It's bad luck." Oh yeah, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, the very beginning. So yeah, uh, but yeah, so so that's anyway. it. So season, so that's how the episode ends with Tommy on Ada's Ada step saying, "Call you know, call or take me to the hospital and uh, tell him I got hemorrhaging, a fractured skull, basically everything shutting down." But uh, let's 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 <laughs> let's let's hope for the best. Yeah. So so um. I don't even know how many months he's in the hospital, but, but he's he's in the hospital for weeks or months. Uh, they got him all hopped up on, like, morphine and, and opium. He's having all these hallucinations. Um, yeah, and it's crazy how the opening of it, he's, like, he looks like he lost, like, 50 pounds. The top of his head is all shaved from the, you know, obviously. Yeah. You know, fixing. I guess. I don't yeah, there's a little I, sequence there where they play a song. Yeah, and, I don't even know how you fix it. Which the actually, skull, the, but... the, it was the the song because I watched it with a closed caption because their accents and I watched it low volume. It was actually uh, I didn't write it down, but it just stuck out. It was David Bowie uh, Lazarus, and obviously Lazarus oh. comes Lazarus comes back from the dead. So like that's pretty much Tommy, the way it's it, true. Yeah. So um. Anyway, it's a sequence where Tommy comes back, and then it's. Again, it's like this is where they reveal the whole thing about the firing pins with the tanks, and it's full speed ahead on this. Um, uh, what the the it's um, the when's Ada's baby due? September and the is it or it's November? She's due in November. Every everybody's got babies. Uh, I, I think I think I think uh, basically the, Arthur Arthur's wife's pregnant. John Boy's wife's pregnant again. And Ada's pregnant again. Yeah, so the tank, the tank is. Wait, Ada's not pregnant again. I thought you just said she she was pregnant and doing May. No, Did no. You mean Esme? No, Linda. Oh, you said Ada. Oh, okay, Linda. Unless no, that's Linda's... the Jack. I'm pretty sure you said Ada, but uh, okay, maybe I did. I don't know. All right. Well, Esme is also pregnant. Uh... Whatever. So anyway, well, all I'm trying to say is that the the whole like tank like fake thing is still full speed ahead in in the future. Um, right. Anyway, um, they Alfie, also Alfie's back. Um, Tommy's bringing Alfie, which is Tom Hardy, back into it to check out the jewels of the Russians. Alfie friggin' Solomon's. So, t- so Alfie goes with Tommy to the Russian embassy 
and inspects all the jewels that are in the in this safe room under the river um what is it the river thames yes and so it is um it, it's in like this crazy tunnel and alfie's like he sees this faberge egg and and says the value of all these jewels and that's the negotiated price that the tommy has for like you know spilling the beans and 70 70, pounds yeah seventy thousand pounds and so um mean so alfie goes home but meanwhile the boys are invited to stay the night at this russian estate the boys are about to be buzzing and it is honestly again in Caligula would be proud of this scene. Caligula would be proud. Caligula and Jordan Belfort from The Wolf of Wall Street, which I mean, this is like shortly. giant orgies, like anything, drugs, whatever. Like, and and it's Arthur, John Boy, and Tommy. So like, Arthur and John Boy married, but they're just like doing what they got to do, basically, just to like because these Russians are nuts and they're like expected to do all this. Yeah. And so, like, Arthur's, like, ripping his wedding ring off while he's, like, screwing some maid and, like... Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, they do have someone on the inside of the Russian consulate who's a peaky, and, um... Well, I don't think he's a... I don't think he's a peaky. I think he's basically... Yeah, because John John calls him peaky boy. Uh, okay. I was gonna say, they they basically got somebody who they basically bribed a Birmingham... Someone from Birmingham to go there with one of the pubs they took from the Sabinis. The Changretas. Yeah. Or was it Changretas? Yeah, the Changretas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Changretas. Um, knowing that he'd have to do some unscrupulous crap while he was there as the butler, which, you know, John Boy basically gave him a wad full of cash to just go down another dude, which was pretty hilarious. How much? Yeah, is, exactly. He's, he's like, like, he's he like wants, the prince he wants, wants me to suck his cock. He's like, and how much is it going to take for you to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, just... God, I love John Boy. Uh, season four is gonna and suck. Then, yeah so then tommy and john boy are all just like giggling about it the next morning and and they're like oh what's god gonna think about that one arthur and arthur's like Legends start go. the car start the car <laughs> he tells linda everything start the car we'll see we're gonna miss uh, you arthur god uh, it's a great it's a great scene with the brothers um, yeah, i mean that whole thing again that's why i said the, the like the russians are russians really this insane like that's the i mean that's thing that's I that's that's, that's pretty much how they're depicted in basically every every type of dramatic uh piece of cinema like tommy even asked them straight up i was like why are you people insane and you don't even follow logic and they're just like we're addicted to it that's basically <laughs> what like the crazy ass duchess says yeah and it's just like it's just yeah. so insane and so just before um, so this is going to take us to more of the plot movement but just to just just to bring everybody back so tommy's tommy's going to T- tommy's working with the russians for them to basically hijack the the uh the the armor cars and the train right they're going to take the tra- they're going to they're, they're supposed to take those right or am i wrong what the russians yeah or what's no, they, he doing? What's what, what what's Tommy's part with the Russians again? I, I'm I'm gonna get to that at the beginning of the All next right. episode. Well, because I'm gonna say because Tom the whole the whole thing with Tom Hardy and everything they he doesn't he doesn't trust nobody trusts the Russians to actually pay them for what they do. So he wants to get into their cellar to see That's the jewels right. because they're gonna dig a tunnel and the Russians, steal. The Russians the are paying Tommy for, to 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 you know, basically access to cause a diversion so they could blow up the tanks. Correct. Um, but meanwhile, um, 
Tommy tells them, like, I'm going to take the firing pins out. Don't blow up the tanks because that's just going to be bad for you guys and still give me the jewels. But he knows that they're not they're not going to give him the jewels because they're crazy ass Russians. Right. And so Tommy develops a plan. He brings in his old boys from the war who dig tunnels and they're right. going to dig their own tunnel from the other side of the river into the safe room um, and get um, they're going to steal the jewels. that they own. Yeah, steal the jewels that way. Okay, so now, season six, this is where insane gets more insane. Episode six. Episode six gets more insane. It starts out with the dedication of the Grace Shelby Institute for basically, like, orphan kids. And so, they're again, they're at this gala kind of thing, and all these, like, women crowd around Tommy, like these old biddies, and they're like, oh, we want a picture. And, and this woman takes Charlie, his son, to Grace and whisks him away and all of a sudden they t- they snap a picture and Tommy's like where's Charlie where's Charlie where's Charlie this woman stole Charlie out of his arms out the door and the priest now has Charlie captured god he is the worst this priest is holding Charlie oh by the way um Michael Gray Polly's son he's has, been charged with killing the priest has told uh, no, not charged. He wants to kill the priest. Uh, that's right. he, he, he told Tommy when he was in foster care, this priest ran it, and this priest raped the boys. Oh, yeah. And it's in, it's yeah. implied that he raped Michael. And Polly's like, no, he can't do the killings. And Tommy's like, I'm going to let him. Um, so um, Charlie is now with this rapist priest somewhere. And the priest meets Tommy, and he's like, yeah, he's like, you need to understand, like, you might not see your son. I need yeah. these. I need these jewels. By he's like, I know about your yeah, side. Yeah, he, he reveals. He basically knows tunnel. every part of Tommy's plan, which is yes. How, how is that? How is that even possible? How is it even possible that he knows that Tommy's double crossed him? How does he know that Tommy's digging a tunnel to steal the jewels? He's like, I need the jewels. He's like, there's a member of of the um, secret society or whatever that lo- his wife loves these Fabergé eggs. He's like, I want that stuff by 5 a.m. And Tommy's like, we hit hard clay. We can't. And he's like, no, we need. He's like, I need it. And this, that, and the other thing. So Tommy's like, okay, they hit hard clay. I'm going to go dig the tunnel. Um, he's like, and, oh, oh, so the priest is like, I know you told the Russians not to bomb the tanks. That doesn't matter. You blow up the tanks and, make, and spread all this uh, communist propaganda to make it look like the Russians did it. So he's like, and we need six people to die. You pick the six people that have to die. So like Tommy like devises a plan that for the brothers to blow up the tanks. Tommy is gonna go help dig out the jewels. And Michael and so they also have to figure out where Charlie is. And so this is where Alfie Solomon's comes in. And he's like, Alfie, like you know the jewelry market. Which people in the secret society want want these jewels or whatever? The Fabergé and, egg. And who and who wants the Fabergé egg? And Alfie gives him a list. And Tommy pulls a gun on on Tom Hardy, and he's like, "There's no name missing on this list." And he's like, "Well, why'd you call me in here?" He's like, "Cause now I know that you didn't put this person's name on there, so I know that you are the informant." Another another betrayal of Alfie Solomon. He's really really just a shit stinker, dude. It's ins- so that's just another crazy ass twist, and which sets up one of the uh, best scenes in the series. Yeah, let's save that for quote for the quotes to do okay. justice. A- okay, and so basically, 
um, taunt, like they confirm that it's it's this one guy. They go to get that guy in the secret society, torture him. He gives up the location of Charlie. Charlie. So Michael goes with some some muscle and goes after the priest. And long story short, Michael ends up killing the priest. Um, they get Charlie Tom, back. Tommy digs the goes and digs the hole himself with with the with the tunnelers. They get all the jewels, um, and they don't relay the message in time. And the brothers actually blow up the tanks, and it's this dramatic scene where they don't reach it in time. So now the basically the British crown, even though the priest is dead and the other guy's dead, the the the, Brit, the, the British crown is like, eh, well. We still have, uh, you know, the catastrophe that looks like the Russians did it. So we could still break off diplomatic ties. And yeah, Tommy's family is safe. And he has these, these uh, all these jewels. And then when you think it can't get any crazier. Oh, God. Definitely it's crazier because you figure out that the crazy-ass Duchess made a side deal with Tommy to steal all the jewels off of her own family because she thinks that she's the rightful heir to all these jewels. So Tommy meets her out in the middle of nowhere to give her these jewels. And the funny part about that is, is she's like, yeah, he's like, I need 5000 for the sex. <laughs> and he tosses her 5000 That's one of my quotes. And he, she's like, yeah, I need another 5000 for helping you like grieve your wife. And he looks her dead in the face and he's like, you weren't even close, and he 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 doesn't pay her for that. And she had a jeweler there to authenticate the jewelry, and he, the jeweler's like, "Yeah, okay, like where's my payment?" And she just pulls out a gun and shoots the guy in the in the face. Oh yeah, and, and Tommy Tommy's like, "What the heck?" And she's like, gives Tommy this big kiss. She's like, "If you're ever in Vienna, look me up." And so that crazy ass is just heading the other direction with these jewels. And then when you think it can't get any crazier, they're doing a meeting at the at the end of the season with the whole family. And Tommy's like, I'm sorry that I thought you, like some of you, were the informants. Turns out it wasn't you. Like, here's all your payments. And he's like, by the way, you're going to jail for killing... Uh, he Like, Polly's going to... Polly, you have to go to jail for killing... Killing Campbell. Campbell. He's like, you guys have to go to jail for killing Changretas. You have to go to jail. For... And they're like, Tommy, what are you talking about? And you just hear the cops. And he's like, I've made deals with people who are more powerful than our enemies. We have more business. I'm like, Tommy, no, we're supposed to be legitimate. And the whole season ends in chaos. And yeah. They're all yelling at him. And it's just like, Tommy, like you just gave this speech about how important family is. Like, how in the world... Or did you just turn all... He's like, Tommy, they're going to hang us for this. He's like, they're not going to hang you. I've made deals. i made deals. And and it's just... It, the season ends with Tommy just by himself in this big mansion and all of his family just being driven away in paddy wagons. And it is just absurd. Like... Pure the, chaos. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, now work, working backwards, there, I have a lot of talking points on this. Okay. Um... I'm going to go back to episode two. Did you realize, so when they were with the Changretas, when, when John Boy stepped out of line and threatened to shoot him in the kneecap, and Arthur and Polly wanted to apologize, and Tommy's like, what language should they apologize in, English or Italian? And he's like, how many times should he apologize and all this stuff? Do you realize 
the two who want to be tough are John Boy and Tommy, and they're the two that bang Lizzie, who was dating Angel Jangretta. Uh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, actually, I mean, I didn't think about that, but I guess that's true. I guess that's basically. I wonder that if that had sense. anything to play with, played into it at all. <laughs> I mean, I assume that that was John's angle, but like Tommy, I didn't think that was like a. I, it didn't hit me, but yeah, I guess that's a good point. The two that were banging Lizzie, that were. I wonder if it was just like a macho thing or an ego. Could thing. have been. Um. Uh, the other thing was. Um, uh, what was Chengreta's? Um. I guess just uh, the other thing was. Um. What where. where and this is my theme throughout all of this whole season, but it started here when they had the, when they put the note under Charlie's pillow. Like, why does Tommy not have more security? Great point. It's just so frustrating. Like, dude, what in the world? And well, I guess yeah, they, they, yeah. they do address it. In like, I think it's episode five where he's like, he fires all the guards and they're like, and the maid's like, Tommy, those were good military boys that you were in the military with. And he's like, he's like, uh, gypsies and kin only. Um, yeah, and maybe that's guards. kind of the point. It's like I, maybe it's supposed to be implied that he has like security, but that doesn't even matter because they can get to anybody. Maybe it just—I was just like, dude, you need more security. Like this is this is terrible. Right. Um, I totally thought the head maid was going to be a traitor. By the way, yeah, me, I wrote that down too. In episode totally, three, totally thought she was. I was like, is she in on it? I think it was episode three or four. I wrote that down. Yeah, I got some. So I, I got some some theme and some questions, some hard hitters. Um, do you want to go by episode, or do you have any? Uh, I didn't write down the episodes. I just kind of have these are just floating. floating All right, let me let me go by episode go then. Yeah, I'll just go. get through mine. Yeah. Um, I the quote I liked in episode three when Michael is starting to get more involved in the in the uh, not like the illegitimate side of the business, and they, they're teaching him how to shoot a gun, and Arthur tells him it's like it feels like you got your cock in your hand. <laughs> that just made me laugh. Oh, dude, Arthur just he was he was the king of the quotes this season. Yeah, um, I like when he's at a uh, meeting with the Russians and they're trying to make him feel like small. And they're like, "Oh, what'd your father do?" And he's like, "Oh, my father told fortune. He stole horses and told, told fortunes. fortunes." He's like, he would tell people that they that they were about to have their horse stolen, and they would be uh, amazed when hours later th- their horse was missing. <laughs> yeah, that was I had that down as a quote. Uh, as a quote too, that was a good one. Um. I didn't have anything in episode four. They would marvel at his powers when it was, yeah. what he says, which is great. Or episode six per se that I didn't cover, but episode five was was, and, and I, I really wanted to hone in on this with the scene where it's revealed that Alfie was the informant to to uh, the British Crown, Tom Hardy. Is that the top season of the, or is that the top scene of the whole series? <sighs> it might be. Yeah, I we gotta watch four. I, I think f- four is my favorite the, season. The finale so I, of season season four might be. Yeah, we got. I gotta very end, but before I make that declaration, I gotta see four again. But yeah, up to this point, I, I think I, I bet think top it is. three though of the whole series. Ah, uh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I think I, I think I'd have to hold 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 a reserve for that for now. But it is it is the best. Yeah, Tom, well, Tom Hardy gives this soliloquy about like just how like you you like when 
like Tommy's being all, all, all like righteous High about about his, yeah. yeah, about his son being stolen, and and Alfie Solomon's is just like not having it. You want me to read it? Uh, let's let's keep going. I wanna. I, I let's. Well, that's all I got. So what do you got? All right. So here's some of my my themes and questions. So you get your thoughts. Okay. Uh, I think we know the answer to this, but let's say it anyway. Did did Tommy make the right choice in his bride? Oh no. Terrible, right? I mean, as opposed to what May, May. Carlton? Yeah, oh, picking no. Grace because that's how. Because I think you mentioned it at the end of season two. You don't definitely know that he chooses Grace, uh, even though obviously that's where they went. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't. You know, and I think this. You know, this happens, and this I actually have an interesting perspective on what's why everyone's so enamored with Tommy Tommy Shelby that I'll share towards the end here. But you know, she just wants to change him, and like, listen. Like, there's no change in Tommy Shelby, so I think he should have stuck with, uh, with, with May. Um, and then another interesting point from season from episode one, as Arthur's given the best man speech and brings up her husband, you know, Tommy basically cuts him off, and then outside, he basically says that the family doesn't know that he killed himself. So my question was, do we think the blinders killed Grace's husband, or that he actually killed himself? I don't know because they also talk about how. Um, Grace and her husband could not conceive and then she sleeps with Tommy and she's pregnant and it's obviously they had told her that it's not her fault but it obviously or that it is her fault but it's obviously not her fault so maybe the husband just like I don't know maybe he has some kind of thing where he kills himself because he like his wife doesn't want to be with him and, and he's pregnant from someone else yeah I. I for for the longest time I thought the Peaky Blinders killed him, but I I do think he actually did kill himself. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I kind of like I kind of thought that at first too, but on the rewatch I'm like, eh, it's, it's not 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 necessarily. Yeah. All right. My next question was: Is Tommy getting too bold, or is he doing what what what's necessary? And that kind of well, goes yeah. back to episode two, where you know John, you know John takes care of the Changretas against you know Polly and Arthur's wishes. But Tommy basically says you need to squash you need to squash rebellion and if you give someone an inch they're gonna take a mile. Yeah, you know what? This is a great point because in like in every season, starting in season two, it's like Tommy has plans and he keeps getting called in by the British Crown to carry out these crazy missions, and it's like the soldier in him is like being like still like being obedient to the crown and being patriotic but at the same time like he also doesn't care about being a good citizen and just wants to like have power like to the point where he doesn't have to worry about like getting his skull fractured anymore like no one would think about like fracturing his skull and everything so right it's um so I forget what your actual question was, but well, basically, is, is is he getting too bold, or is he just doing what's necessary at this point? No, I don't think he's getting too bold. I think he's basically finding ways to, since he keeps getting like sucked in, since the British government doesn't care about him, and he knows that. So I think he's trying to find ways to basically parlay his involvement with all these British government plots into more power for himself. Okay. Yeah, I I, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily he's getting too bold. I think he's just like, I think he's just 
doing like taking steps based on these r- ridiculous positions he's being put in. Yeah, and I do I do agree with him that you know they they need to continue to take out their competitors because you know you don't you don't want you don't want your enemies feeling like they they have a chance. Yep. Um, all right. Another one I had was who shot Grace because that I wasn't clear on that when it happened, but that is confirmed. It was the Kendra uh, the uh, Changreta assassin. Um, should should John and Arthur have let Mama Changreta live? Um. Well, knowing what we know, obviously knowing what answer. we know, obviously in season four, obviously no. But at the time, that, that ends up being the theme of season four. But um, at the time, at the time, I thought it was the right thing to do. At, yeah. Honestly, because it's just like how you kill this old lady that was your teacher. Yeah. So, no. At, at the time, it felt right. No loose ends. Gotta, because, gotta... and and two, like you want your main characters to be the heroes and at least like have a little bit of a conscious so at the time it definitely feels right i'd say yeah i i'm a big believer and you can't leave any loose ends so they should have just god done what they needed to do screwed on this two beers pod it's a it's a dog eat dog world man um all right then the last the last thing that i had because i i thought i knew the answer to this but i guess i was wrong was polly confessing to the priest as a plot like it was that part of the plan and I'm guessing it wasn't because Tommy clearly, no. clearly did. Why well, when I first because I because he had only told Polly about killing Hughes at first, and so I thought this was all part of the plan. Like, because why would she go in there and tell a priest? So I was like, oh, he's he's setting them up for something. Um, no, it was uh, she was just drunk. Gotcha. Yeah, that that definitely had me. Uh, confused for a while as to whether or not it was actually part of like some plan that then just went wrong but yeah, after he then gets ambushed and his skull bashed in and fractured the, yeah. i was like yeah i guess that she just really screwed up yeah did you think the painter w- was was in on the plot i didn't think he was with hughes i i figured that he was going to be some double agent at some because uh, given the way this season went everybody was a double crossing agent yeah so, exactly. but uh I, I thought it was going to be something. Not that he actually was just a painter that uh, you know was, was smitten with Polly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I thought I I I, I thought he was going to be a double crosser, and I was kind of enjoying their like their like cat and mouse romance they had going on until it eventually culminates in coitus. Yeah. Um, but they, um, I was I was I was glad that he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, it was nice. And it was I honestly nice. don't remember what happens to him after this season. Like I don't, I don't, think, I don't even I don't think you even see him again after this season. Which is strange because they were like falling for each other. So I want I forget if they address it in season four. I, I hope they do because it would just be strange if like they actually liked each other. Yeah. And like he wasn't a bad guy, and then like he's just gone. Well, we'll find out. Um, we will. All right. So those were my theme questions. Best scenes, and I'm um, I'm ending with the one we've talked about. Then we can go into the quote there. Um, the kitchen roundup is amazing. You you touched on it at the wedding where Tommy brings in all the brothers and some of the key peaky captains and just keeps because Grace's family a, a good number of them are all in some type of um, law enforcement and he basically just goes to each one and says no fighting, no fighting and then he gets to Arthur and he's like no fucking fighting and then he gets to Michael and he doesn't even say anything because Michael's such a wimp at this point which is great he just passes on him so I thought that was pretty. Yeah. pretty hilarious um 
when they leave the mansion after in that same episode after the wedding, like it's dusk, all the all the all the Peaky Blinders and Polly all get in these cars. There's like fog everywhere, um, and then they get back to Birmingham at the uh, at Shelby Company Limited headquarters. I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, a key scene that's gonna set up what's to come here in season four. Obviously, John Boy carves up Angel Chang right his face. Um, I have I have about a hundred times Grace is shot and killed with a bunch of exclamation points, which is just awesome. Um, it's just that she was so like she was, she was this double crossing so agent, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, Tommy, we need to be legitimate. We need to we need to have charities. We need." Oh, Tom. And it was just like, so Tommy's this ruthless guy over here. And then he comes home to Grace and she's like, oh, Tommy, you know, just be a father. And it's just like, Grace, shut up. Yeah, stop talking. Um, Get out of the way. Like, you need to be in on the company. Stop. Yeah. Episode four, like I said, when they do the cold open where they hunt the stag and then the Shelby brothers are all all on the horses and riding into Red Right Hand was just such an awesome every cold opens is so good with that song and then that brings oh, speaking us... of which it was right around that time i think it was a little bit before that actually what do you think about him going to wales to uh i i didn't cover that in the plot but he after grace gets shot with the sapphire he takes the sapphire to, a to wales to like like his, his gypsy witch and he's like he's like i don't believe in the priest but i believe in you he's like would you wear this sapphire she's like yeah why not and he's like Okay, and she's like, "What you he want was to... he was basically looking he... for any reason to Absolution. say that it wasn't yeah that it wasn't his fault that she died." Yeah, and 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 he right, and I was about to say that she said that she's like, "Tommy, you want me to say this is cursed so that you don't feel the guilt that it was your fault that she got killed that it was it was the sapphire's fault." And then there's a little bit of a pause, and she's like, "Yeah, this thing's cursed. I'll take it off your hands," <laughs> so, uh, which is great. Tommy's um, like, "All right." I, I forget what he says. He says something to Curly that's or no, he he's goes, with Johnny he goes, Dogs. You're gonna you're gonna want to hang around later. It's gonna be quite the party because basically they're gonna party with all the money they get from that sapphire. Yeah. Um, and then season six, this the showdown with Alfie, which is like like we said, probably episode six, probably episode six. Yeah, one of the best, probably the best scene. Um, might be the best scene of the whole series. Yeah, the whole series. So. Before my my other quotes are stupid, so let's let's start it off. We're gonna get we're gonna get the a rendition here of Alfie Solomon's after <laughs> after Solomon's, let me after yeah. Tommy Shelby to I, I, I to Jo's to Jo's um, earlier comment is on his high horse acting like he plays by different rules. They took my boy. It's kind of they took they took they took my son. Did you know they took my son? You crossed the line, Alfie. Yeah, he tells Alfie cross the line. And and Michael is like and he and Michael is there with him, Michael Gray. And Alfie calls him the kid and that's what this first line and he goes, I, I don't give a fuck right now, kid, alright? I do not want him to spare me because of some fucking peace pact. I want him to acknowledge that his anger is unfucking justified. I want him to acknowledge that he who fights by the sword, he fucking dies by it, Tommy. So what? They took your boy, did they? Yeah. They got your boy. And what fucking line am I supposed to have crossed? How many fathers, right? How many sons, yeah? Have you cut, killed, murdered, fucking butchered, innocent and guilty, sent them straight to fucking hell, yeah? Just like me. You fucking stand there. You judging me, stand there and talk to me about crossing some fucking line. 
If you pull that trigger, right, you pull that trigger for a fucking honorable reason. Like an honorable man. Not like some fucking civilian that does not understand the wicked way of our world, mate. <laughs> so, that, that's just that's so great. Quote. And that's my best impression of Tom Hardy. I, 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 it, it, was, it was almost like Bane was sitting next to me reciting <laughs> that. That's how that... Uh, oh, we should have had you do it in a Bane voice. That would have been pretty funny. Right. It would uh, be painful for you. <laughs> Ah, uh, did it? Everything about that's so good because it, it's true. And it, you know, what's so funny. It's kind of like, it, not to bring up my line about or last week or the uh, the pod we did on Mando with Bill Burr, where he's like, everyone's got their rules until things get messy. And here, Tommy Shelby's got a code. Things got messy, and now his son's ta- his son gets taken, and he makes it's personal to him. And so he starts acting like there's you know there's special rules that don't apply to him. And Alfie Solomon's brings him right back to earth. And reminds him, like, no, nah, pal, like, this this is this is the world we live in. This is how we operate. So, oh, God, that, yeah. I, I, had so, to watch, I had to watch it twice. It was so. Follow up to that quote, um, a couple things. Tommy asks him, like, if if he knew that he was his son was taken. And he says he does. Um, and then, um, oh, wait, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um Oh, so so after after that little soliloquy, Tommy's like, Tommy says, "Well said, Alfie. Well said," <laughs> and um, which is basically what the entire audience is thinking at that point. Ah, uh, it, it, it was so perfect. That, so so that like after Tommy realizes like how how true everything Alfie said was, tells him it was well said. He's like, "Michael, go get this guy so we could torture him and figure out where Charlie is." And so they kind of like calm down, and, and the tempers have calmed down. And um, Alfie goes, "You know, I actually didn't know about your son, mate." And Tommy, and Tommy says, "Yeah, I know. I saw it." <laughs> and, and Alfie gives him this look, like, "Oh shit, you were able to read my eyes like that?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, just so good. Yeah, that was. It might be the the best scene of the series, quite honestly. What what we'll have to. See when we rewatch uh, uh, season, season four. four and five. Yeah, de- none none of it's coming from season five, so I can tell you that much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I got a. I mean, season five. Not that season five is bad. Just, I just I seen with the swan, the black swan in in season five. No, season five is the Billy Billy Boys. Yeah, with the with the Nazis, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of those scenes are uh... with the with the black swan. Remember that dude with the black swan, the 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 uh, the ball the ballet. Isn't that a isn't that a movie with uh with two? It's a ballet. What? And the, it's a track. Uh, we'll, we'll oh, that's yeah, but that's there's no dialogue. That's just pure action. There's no nothing. Well, whatever, whatever. Yeah, nothing in season five can top that that scene between those okay, two. Okay. Um, all right, so I got some I got some one off quotes. Mostly these are just like funny things, but uh. I love I love Arthur in episode one when they're uh, they're at the wedding and the little I I call them like the junior peakies um, like Finn and and his little buddies these all these random girls are there looking for cocaine and uh, he's like got any snow Arthur and Arthur just goes no snow today no snow which I just thought was great um, <laughs> episode two uh, Ar- 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 I think this is Arthur again all right Finn. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, 
Tommy Shelby in episode two. Why? Because we fucking can. And if we can, we do. Great when he's that's when he's talking with uh Yeah. He's Paulie's basically like, defending he's, John he's, Boy. He's and he says we need to go take their pubs and Paulie's like, Why are we doing this? And he's like, Because we can. And if we can, we do. And that's when he says if you give them an inch, they take a mile. That's right. Um the only the only thing that I'll ever recite for Grace here, uh I just really like it episode two and uh she she's fighting with Tommy and then Tommy Tommy says something to her to basically change her mind and calm her down and she just goes, "Damn you, Tommy Shelby," um, which brought me to brought me to one point where I asked a uh, one of our female listeners of the pod to get her perspective on what it is about Tommy Shelby that just drives uh, drives the girls wild and makes the ovaries explode and uh, her I think the main point that I got was. Um, you know he's he's non he's a he's non-committal uh, with some bad guy vibes, but has a huge heart for his family. But basically, every woman is drawn to a guy that needs help and that they can fix. So <laughs> that's for you know there's there's a female perspective here on the two beer prats as to why why every woman just has the uh, insatiable desire to be part of uh, be part of Tommy Shelby. Um, I had. I, I had the quote about his his father, which I thought was was good about what what did his father do. Um, this is I just don't, I don't know why I was dying. This, these are like our author quotes. Linda he he finds out he's going to be a dad. And he's telling his brothers. He goes, Linda is off the Swanee. I'm going to be a fucking dad. I don't. I've never heard the term Swanee before. I don't know if that's like a thing I should know. Can you but... be on the Swanee? I don't know. She said he said Linda is off the Swanee, so <laughs> I just thought it was great because I'd never heard it before. Um, when when Tommy first when Art or when in episode five, uh, Art or uh, Alfie Solomon's goes to Tommy's house to talk to Tommy about what he wants him to do with appraising the jewels. Arthur comes in, and obviously in in season two. You know, Alfie basically framed Arthur for a bunch of murders and had him go to jail. And you can tell Arthur just wants to kill him. And so then Tom Hardy can tell, and he just starts screwing with Arthur to no end and talking about how he found religion. And he goes, it must be it must be tough, you know, finding God, but doing what you do. And he's just clenching, clenching this. I guess it's a cigar, an ashtray. Ashtray. Yeah, like, and you just, Tom, Tommy's cool as a cucumber. And I certainly wouldn't be knowing Arthur. Tommy's just sitting there, like relaxed, like ah, he'll be fine. What, what, what? When's Arthur ever been known to do something stupid? Oh, see, I thought stupid? I don't, I didn't think he was fine. I think he, I thought he was staring Arthur down, like Arthur, like calm down, like don't hit Alfie Solomon's, because Alfie Solomon's set Arthur up. Oh yeah. When when he, when they shot Billy Kitchens in in the head in season two, and then Arthur went to jail for the murder, got framed for the murder. Yeah, even though I, it was Alfie's voice. Uh, and then, so after all that, Arthur just, he goes, so how do you deal with it? And then Arthur just goes, I'm Old Testament. <laughs> and I thought that was, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, and, and, he, and, and, and actually the follow-up line of that is Alfie's like, that actually scares me. That is, he's like, you want to, you want a guy like that on your side? Something yeah. to that effect. Um, episode five, like you said, when, you know, right before the crazy orgy, when the Duchess and her mom are, Basically, they basically have John and Arthur stripped so that they can, you know, basically examine oh, yeah. them for fun and uh, check if they they're, they're supposedly checking for any assassin tattoos. And Arthur's very hesitant because he's trying to be a good man for his wife. And then he finally just does it because Tommy's like, Arthur, come on now. And then he goes, here you go, ladies. 
when, when he pulls his uh his wanker out. Made in fucking Birmingham. Yeah. Uh she she proceeds to basically like stroke him in front of his two brothers. Yeah. Uh episode five when Ar- they're crazy Russians. Oh god. In episode five when uh Art when Alfie is inspecting the jewels and he's just he's you could just the uh the the mad duchess's father you can just tell that like our alfie doesn't like him he's a, he's a little shitbag anyway and uh he goes right rumpelstiltskin let's go down here and see what's in these boxes yeah that was, my my alfie wasn't as good as yours um <laughs> which is good arthur arthur in episode six right before they blow up the trains get to john boy who wants to be in heaven when you can send men straight to hell yeah that was wild and then the crazy duchess also i need 5000 pounds for the sex yeah those uh, are my those 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 are my best lines of season oh 3 oh my gosh yeah i'm old yeah. testament like i said man my my theme of season 3 was just insane and like it was it was all this espionage and international ins and outs and what have you and a lot of ins a lot of outs and it was it was just a twist and turn like all the time and thankfully we got rid of grace but it was just it was on rewatch it was better than i thought it was the first time i watched it um i was the opposite i thought it was worse on the re-watch. really like, uh, i remember I... being very it because on on the first time through when you watch episode five and six it leaves you on such a high you're just like holy crap those were really good but having to slug through one through four, I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, I, like, I followed it a little bit better this time because I paid more attention because I, I was just so crazy and binging it to get through it um, when I watched it a year ago. And, you know, I wanted to be fully prepped for this podcast because we do thorough research on this on this pod. A lot um, of so I paid, on research. I, I paid more attention, so I it made more sense that, again, like the Changretas killed Grace. What were they – what Tommy was doing with the Russians and the priest and how that tie, all tied in – because I definitely wasn't fully uh, thinking about that stuff the first time it happened. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so mm. that's season season three of of Peaky Blinders. Um, season so, season four. I don't know if we're gonna do that on Thursday. Uh, I think honestly, I think we're depending. Another reason why we wanted to break this off as its own pod is just to kind of see like how the how the clicks go. And see if people are actually interested in this. So the the title of this one's going to be less ambiguous and you know definitely more towards Peaky Season Three. Um, I'm Old Testament. Yeah, maybe that's Peaky Season Three. <laughs> I'm Old Testament. Maybe that's it. But um, yeah. So I I think we'll be our regularly scheduled program on Thursday night slash Friday morning, and then Season Four pro- next week maybe. Pro- yeah, maybe may or maybe even it's depending how the clicks go. Maybe we'll even do its own. We could standalone again. We could and just, and just do four and five as their own standalone. Maybe um, we'll see. We we have because there's definitely some things I want to talk to you about offline. But um, anyway, that, that, like put, a, that puts a bow on that, Drew. It does. It does. Um, good what stuff. Else is, what what else going on in your world? Um, lots and not not so much. Um, did. Did you want to throw a bet out there for the boys? I did, just uh, you know, just to give everybody a little extra incentive. Boys and to... boys and girls. Yeah, uh, tomorrow night. So we're recording Monday, twelve twenty-eight. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, twelve twenty-nine. 
We're gonna go a little NBA action here for some some sport. Uh, I love the Nuggets giving two and a half to the Kings, even though they're on the road. The Nuggets are zero and two. They desperately need to win a game here, even though it's only the third game of the season. So I'm looking for them to make make a huge statement when they play they play the Kings. So hammer hammer the Nuggets. Uh, don't hammer eight minus eight fifty favorites because that's not going to get you any. <laughs> get you anywhere mm-hmm. um so i really like i really like that one and uh take that bet and you can you can start the beginnings of your own shelby company limited i think yep yep uh, i'm not going to throw anything out there we'll we'll save it for uh no parlay right now in our interim pod but um drew likes the nuggets to cover against the kings so I do. There, there's your freebie that's a freebie um yeah all right I, i'm excited for season four bro this is uh probably my favorite season i think yeah you you and you and our uh our buddy buddy anthony really hyped up season four before i got there my first watch and i was like all right i'm sure it'll be fine guys let's relax but it just blew me out of the friggin' water so mm-hmm. looking forward to getting getting into that here the next week um yeah so yep with that all right true good I did it again. I started. Uh, you so did. I set you up for it, though, so that's my fault. Oh, oh, that's so good. All right. All right. Good talk, bro. See you out there. Big kisses.